You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. For Jordan Love. 37. Here he is throwing in the middle. It's caught by Watson. He's got great speed. Turning the corner. Christian Watson down the sideline. And he will score. This one is the stunner. You basically feel like, all right, this Eagles team sort of has this thing under control. And then Christian Watson hits the Jets again. Six touchdowns now in the last three games. He is really something. When he gets in the open field and running, that was some throw by Jordan Love, too. Man, I made the mistake and threw a piece of chocolate in my mouth right when we went live like an idiot. So here we are chomping. <laughs> Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you want to email the show, it's Packers Total Access at gmail.com. You can text the show at 865-658-5824. We got Mr. Pack Daddy on the line with us tonight. Uh, Ryan Slip from Packernet Podcast. Been on fire. Been listening to Packernet After Dark, dude. You've been rolling over there, dude. The call's been rolling in, right? Oh yeah, I was, I was. We bottomed out, and I was like, "Oh man, I don't know if we're gonna make it until training camp." And as soon as I put out the call to action, it's like, "Oh, you got 20, 30, 40 calls." Like, <laughs> "All right, all right, we're good, we're good. Slow down." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. We've been getting all kinds of feedback interaction, whether it's on Twitter or YouTube. I think we're we're closing in on ten thousand followers on Twitter, and then YouTube closing in on 500 subscribers. So it's been fun just interacting with people. Now you get some negative Nancy's every now and again, you know, obviously uh, ha- actually had a viewer reach out earlier. It's funny. Um, and I know you haven't had to deal with this at all, Ron, as I roll my eyes, but he basically, uh, as we got Jacob hopping in here, um, he basically, this, this listener complained because the last live stream we did, and it was Jacob's fault. It was his idea. I posted a, uh, an intro video with uh, Aaron Rodgers throwing a pass to Aaron Jones. And, I got kind of scolded for it, you know. I was like, you know, he's not the quarterback anymore. This was from a listener, Jacob. Yo, you talking about that YouTube dude? Yeah, yeah. The fuck was so he I was doing? like, man, that you know, and and I gave it some thought, and I talked to Ryan about it. He's been dealing with the same thing, and I think, I think the best way to handle it is, uh, I mean, I guess this pretty much sums up how we feel about you know people who don't want us talking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell. Right, let me tell you. <laughs> we don't care. Jeff- it's that simple, that's guys. It. That's it. <laughs> it. It cracks me up because anybody who listens to the podcast obviously knows that me and Ryan probably couldn't be more diametrically opposed to the whole Aaron Rodgers situation the last 12 months, right? 14 months, 16 months, whatever. And it's hilarious because he's on one side, I'm on the other, and both of us are catching, you know, literally shrapnel of people saying, stop talking about Aaron Rodgers. Stop talking about Aaron Rodgers. And Ryan, dude. The dude spent, what, 16 years with the franchise? You going to stop talking about him, man? Dude, I, I, the thing that's that's so annoying about it is I could talk about Nikhil Harry and not one person's going to say, he's not a Packer. You can't talk about Nikhil Harry. <laughs> Nobody's doing that because nobody cares. I could talk. Look how many people talk about soccer or baseball or basketball, and I'm sitting there rolling my eyes like, I don't freaking care. I don't comment. Because right. you can do whatever you want, and it's Twitter, and I'm not a child and an idiot who feels the need to tell people what they're allowed to say. 
But but no, you say Aaron Rodgers and everybody throws a fit and they try to act like, well, I only care about Packers content. No, you're a freaking liar. And you just can't stand to hear Aaron Rodgers' name because you got some sensitivity issues. So just first of all, man up and be honest about the fact that you're sensitive. And second of all, stop telling me what to do as though I'm actually going to listen to you because I don't listen to anybody but my wife. You're not her. And I'm especially not listening to people that talk to me the way you talk to me. So I'm going to make you look stupid. I'm going to call you stupid. And then I'm going to ignore you. That's it. It's such a waste of everybody's time to have people chime in and try to act like they're being intellectual about the fact that, well, you here's the reasons you shouldn't be talking about. No, shut up. You don't believe any of these reasons, and we both know you don't believe any of these reasons. Just shut up and go away forever. And, guys, let me just intervene here. What Ryan, what, what Ryan's saying is he means this in the spirit of we really don't care. Like, we're going to talk about what we want to talk about. It's that simple. Oh. And, and, and here's the thing. I guarantee you most of these people could do a better podcast than me. I guarantee it. Go do it. Right. Go light it up, man. No, yeah, by all means, dude. Well, it's the same thing with people. I mean, whether whether it's, you know, you shouldn't be negative or you shouldn't be positive or you should talk about this. Dude, go do it. Just go do it, all right? Correct. I promise you. But but they're not going to because nobody they know nobody's going to listen. That's the bottom line. This <laughs> this is their platform. My comment section is their whole platform. So I guess I should be nice to them. I shouldn't be so harsh. That's the only platform they have to get their opinions out there where people are actually going to pay attention. So I should leave them alone. But it is a little bit frustrating at times. It is. And and here's the thing, like, and I, on a serious note, all opinions are welcome, right? But you're not going to tell me what right. I can and cannot post, say, do. And and it's real simple for me, man. On Twitter, when people do that, I go, hey, thanks, Dad. That's all I say. Thanks, Dad. And I <laughs> mute them and move on. That's all I do. So Yeah, and, and honestly, I don't get a no- like if if anybody has their own post, I don't care. Like, yeah, that's your con- but when you come in my comments and scold me like a child, that's a whole you're gonna get a whole different demeanor from me in that regard. I don't like that very much at all. <clears throat> it's literally like walk- knocking on somebody's front door and going, What are you talking about in there? Oh, yeah. that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's no, ain't happening. Right, right. happen. <laughs> Jacob, dude, what are you doing? I mean, you rushed home from work and made this made this happen. Uh, it's funny, yeah. he messaged me in the in the executive or the uh producer chat here and said, Is this live? You didn't realize we were live. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's going I on? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Um <laughs> Jacob, so much, uh, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, we'll take uh, it out of your paycheck. Behind, You'll be fine. Behind the scenes <laughs> look, uh no, I'm I I just love to talk package football as always. Um <laughs> sounds like you guys are talking about some other funny stuff. I, I logged in, like I said, uh, just a little bit halfway into the conversation. Um, no, I'm just, I'm ready <laughs> to talk ball right now. But, uh, I'm right. glad that's as bad as it was, was one F-bomb. As, you know, that's a good segue, though. That's a good primer because there might be a little bit of language. Uh, for this next video, we're gonna go ahead and play the screen here. So, if you got kids in the room, just be aware. We always try to give a heads up. I don't have a bleep button, like, I'm not that you know organized, so I apologize. But this was really cool, Ryan. Um, Jacob Rasul Douglas was on, uh, is it Darius Slay's podcast? Am I thinking yeah. right? Yeah, um, he was talking to Big Play Slay, and they were talking about Jordan Love, and you guys know. Darius Slay's already talked about Jordan Love several times, yeah. right? And and that obviously that time that uh, that Jordan Love came in and played in Philly, and uh, Darius Slay was like, "Man, this didn't look much different than than Aaron Rodgers or what he said, a Rod." But here is him asking Rasul Douglas, who obviously has gone up against Jordan Love 
many, many times in practice. To the, to the best of my understanding, he's kind of the scout team quarterback. So you've got the first team defense when they're working on certain things. Uh, Jordan Love was kind of, uh, you know, running running the show as quarterback. And in many cases, those scout team quarterbacks, they're given play cards to mimic the upcoming offense. You know, they, there's many times, many camp stories, not just camp stories, but practice stories where backup quarterbacks were actually going in using the exact cadence that Peyton Manning used. And, and they would use mobile quarterbacks to imitate people like Mike Vick and other folks like that just to kind of maximize the practice time. But let's see what Rasul Douglas had to say about Jordan Love. I done told a lot of great stories about like, your boy Jordan Love, man, because everybody got this Aaron Rodgers thing. I got a lot of, mm-hmm. I got a lot of upside for him, man. I just see him being a very, very talented player, man. How it is going against him in practice, and the difference between or similarities between him and Aaron. Well, I wasn't there the whole OTA, so I, I don't really know what he was doing. I know last year he was he was cooking us in practice sometimes, and but this year he ain't really been completing nothing against us. We've been, we've been kind of doing our thing on him, but yeah, on his ass. I, oh, we on him. We we on him, on him, on him, but. I just I like how he carried himself to the mm-hmm. game. He got that swag to him, like, all right, like, like I, I I hear y'all, but I don't at the same time, like, what? and I'm a I'm gonna be myself, and I think that's what we all we trying to take that off his back, like, you don't gotta be Aaron and A Rod, you don't have to be him because honestly, it's it's only like one or two of him anyway. anyway you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so already he already yeah. rare. Come on, man. You like you don't see stuff like that, like people like that. So I'm like, you don't gotta be him, bro. Like you just gotta be you, and the best you is all we need. But we right. gotta make sure we keep supporting them, and you know, keep keep being right. on them because he good though. Like he can make every throw, he can make it. Like I don't see it. Far. Yeah, I don't see it. He be, yo, he last used to hit us in the pocket with like no looks, everything, everything. I'm like, oh my goodness, like. So he got he got it all in his game. It's just whatever he want to do, he could do. You know what I'm saying? Like so. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a pretty good year. I think people don't really know what he's capable of doing, and they'll see it. I think the only really glimpse they got was a couple of glimpses of y'all game, yeah, game, and, yeah. game. and then like two years ago, he played the whole KC game. But I think he's a, a way different player than he was. You know what I mean? He he makes the right reads. He can throw every mm-hmm. throw. So to me, it's, it's all once he get in that groove and he get his feet wet, he good. Be ready also, to go. Yeah, because you know everybody going to come in there like, oh, A-Rod not there. We got him. Yeah, and, now it was like, and, that's a, and that's why, and that's why I told him because, like, even you know, you got your homies and friends, and they always ask you, like, bro, he gonna be good? He gonna be like, do you know? Like, I'm like, I, I can't tell you yes or no. I want to let him prove his own and make his own way because I know when he was going in, it like there was no game plan for him. Like everybody game plan for the last twenty years was we playing a ride, a ride. So right. this is what we. All right, so pretty much the gist of it there. Um, now, of course the. The Jordan Love haters are immediately going to say, oh, yeah, they said, but he said they were on him this year. I just want to remind everyone there's going to be times in this camp, right? This training camp where we hear Jordan Love throws a pick, where Jordan Love, you know, misses that, that stuff is going to happen. It, it happened to a four time MVP every single training camp. You heard about it because training camp, a, a couple of different things, the main being you're trying to see what you can accomplish. You're, you're really pushing the envelope you're trying to fit passes in you're trying to utilize those tight windows and you all be also you don't want the practice to be so safe to where it's just check down central that the defense isn't going to get a chance to work on what they're working on right a lot of these uh, practices can be scripted and and kind of geared in a certain direction to get people ready for the upcoming opponent 
and more specifically with training camp, just kind of getting ready for the season. But, Ryan, I got excited with what Rasul said there. What did you think, man? I like it because, you know, a lot of these other interviews, like with the one Kenny did and everything where they're talking about him, they're real stuffy and they're very boilerplate. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, he could just be straight up lying. But with this kind of format, um, you can tell he's just talking to his friend. It's almost like he doesn't remember the cameras even there. Like, you know, I mean, there's there's no way that was an act. Now, I mean, right. it, it wasn't it wasn't a, a massive ringing endorsement from the standpoint of like, dude, watch out. He's going to be amazing. It's just he has all the tools. And, and like we're telling him, if he can put it on the field, we're going to be fine. And and that's I think that's the reality. I think most of us have come to that realization that dude's a good quarterback. But can he put it together and and, and be consistent enough um, to, to be a starting quarterback? But no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad the guys are bought in. I'm glad the guys like him. And I also th- like the fact that a lot of the defenders are coming from the standpoint of we have to rally around them. They understand they have a role in that as veterans that that we got to we got to make sure that we usher him in. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that this team is way 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 more unified than last year. That's not a shot at Aaron in my opinion. It's just you've got that void, that leadership void where Aaron leaves and even people like Lazard and Cobb and all these guys. We heard all last training camp how Cobb was getting these receivers ready, getting them on the same page. Uh you know, they said Jordan Love was leading the hand signal meeting and Randall Cobb was helping bridge that gap, all those things, all those sensitive subjects that we've laughed about <laughs> this last 12 months. Um, but yeah. What do you think Jacob uh, with what Rasul said about, about Jordan there, man? Basically doing as I'm listening to you guys, I'm thinking, uh, thinking of what I, you know, I don't want to can, uh, <laughs> I don't want to compare a high school career or whatever, but if you ever played sports, when you were like a junior, a sophomore, or whatever, the senior class took precedent over everything. The way that they they worked the locker room, the way that they, you know, talked to the it's just everything. Everything they did was dictated through the seniors, right? So I look at that through a lens of that Aaron Rodgers was the guy. He's just the guy, and everybody on the Packers squad know that you have to look up to the guy. He's almost a god, right? And again. I know that you guys uh, have differing stances on Rogers and all that kind of stuff. What I would say is that this definitely 100% is a new blank page on what people are supposed to look at. So the locker room, I'm looking at the fact that Razul Douglas, he's out there. You've seen, um, uh, gosh, who was it else? There's, there's a lot. Jair is going out there talking about this guy, number one quarterback. Clark, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kenny Clark. These guys are going to bat for this guy, you know, and and that's something that I haven't seen. I have not seen this offseason talk, this kind of, um, I'll call it Bears banter, right? <laughs> this offseason social media, I'm better than you are, and blah, 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 blah. But we have a little bit more stake in the game, I would argue, is that we have – you know, a lot more uh, stats and all that kind of stuff that we can that we can back up behind that kind of trash talk, if you want to talk, uh, talk, uh, say yeah. it's trash talk. But um, I, I'm just really excited to, again, see that the, the team is around him. It's not like we're going in. It's not like it's like Baker Mayfield or some, you know, plug-in quarterback, and it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to have a great year this year, and we're going to have a great quarterback. No, it's like these dudes are bought in. They've been sitting with him. We saw these guys going out in California. They're working out together. They're creating bonds together. They're creating relationships. That is way more valuable than just being like, hey, I'm designated to come here on this date, and then I'll be here on this date, and then we just – apparently we just, you know, get core uh, – like core – just 
that's not how Aaron Rodgers did stuff back in the day. And now mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden he's in the Jets. He's looking trimmed. He's looking cut. He's looking like he uh, uh, he's looking like he takes good photos. Other than what you know, <laughs> sometimes it's it's the lighting. So that cracked me up. I was listening to Packernet After Dark, and somebody said, man, he looks good. No, and, and then, and then <laughs> Ryan immediately said, I don't know, the most recent one, he looks sick again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, it, it, he looks re, re, you know, rejuvenated, or whatever you want to call that. Um, and the Packers' whole team, I think, is the same way, man. We're, we are hungry. And those young guys, and we have a... I'd argue I don't, I don't I haven't looked at the details there, but we have one of the the youngest teams by far on offense. Yeah, I would say by far. Um, and you no, look at no. how many like again we've talked about how many number one draft picks are on defense. This team could be sneaky freaking good, guys. Like I, mm-hmm. I, Ryan's gonna shoot that down. I know he will. <laughs> but we have hope. I got like hope, the bro. responsible uncle, right? The responsible yeah. <laughs> uncle. Right. You said could um, be. I won't shoot that down. Okay. Yeah, there we go. I, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. But we got is it Coda Trout in the uh, in the chat here says so there are wow throws. Ryan, I want to get your take on this because we heard a certain media member say over and over and over and and, and literally oh he could have said it. He could have said it in six seconds. And for whatever reason, he took three and a half minutes to lead up to him saying I haven't seen any wild throws. Well, it seems like Rasul's seen some. Now, I'm sure that same media member would immediately say, well, that's his teammate. Of course he's going to say that. But, I mean, we've seen wild throws. That's what I was going to say. There's always been wild throws. Anybody, and and apparently this came from, and I won't mention the name, but there's a theory that this is coming from a Wisconsin media member who 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 fed it it to him. So, anyways, it's like the, the fact that you are so irresponsible as to pretend that you haven't seen or heard of any wild throws as a Packers media member Every Packer fan layman has heard of of wild throws, not to mention seen them in games and in preseason. It's, it's just it's such an absurd thing that something like that would even be circulating. No, I completely agree, and and we know where it came from. Yeah. Shadid in the in the uh, chat says, "Coda, are you related to Mock Trout? If so, let me hold a Benny, man. <laughs> I can guarantee you, old Mocky boy's taking care of you if that's the case." Um, yeah, we know where it came from locally. It's so blatantly obvious that the media member that keeps saying these things that matches up with what Colin Cowherd is saying just so happens to work for the same four-letter company. <laughs> like he's obviously taking that guy's material and saying, I have someone close to the Green Bay organization. Right. And exactly. saying, You're so full of crap, dude. So full of crap. <laughs> anyway, the thing I took away from Russell Douglas, you know, he said last year he was cooking them in practice, right? That's a positive. Um He's got that swag. That is important. I don't care mm-hmm. what anybody says. I don't have any swag. I'm I'm 120% Caucasian. I have no swag whatsoever. <laughs> but I guarantee you, Jordan Love, you hear it from his teammates. You could see the way Ja walked up and put his arm around him during that that interview in the in the locker room that day. And look at how Jordan handled it. It wasn't just he looked so humble, so polite. He just smiled and said, Thanks, Ja. Like mm-hmm. he just, I'm telling you, man, people are gonna follow him. People are going to find sometimes the loudest people in the room have the least amount to say. And Jordan Love just is like this constantly. And I freaking love it. I absolutely love it. Um, all right. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> there you go. That pretty much sums it up. That, that, that cow bum. It's the first time I've heard cow bum. That's good, man. That's really, really good. Um, let's do it. First of all, well, we're going to get into the 53, all right? And, and what I wanted to do, and this was really Jacob's idea. I want to give him credit for this. 
we're not going to get no too idea. detailed about it when it comes to the 53 man. Well, I say it's your idea. That way, if it bombs, I can blame you. That's <laughs> um, we, what we're going to do is kind of go through and say, all right, who would we think are the front runners? There's some people that are rolling their eyes going camp hasn't even started. How do you, how do you even come up with the 53? We know who the front runners are, right? We, we know that if they had to pick today, we got a pretty good idea of who we think they would be. Now someone can wow at camp. There could be an injury. God forbid that happened. There's a lot of sh a shuffling that could take place. But before we do it, Ryan, I've got to ask you a personal question, man. Why oh. in the world are you hating on Mr. Magoo, bro? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to just keep my cool with the whole Magoo thing. I'm, I'm, it's it's the same thing every single year about all oh, this guy's a, he's he's a two-time MVP. I don't know if you've heard that. Uh two-time MVP two Magoo. Two um two it, it sounds impressive if you don't mention where he won that award. Um but I but I guess, you know, I I, I just it's just exhausting with all this, you know, we bring in so same with the CFL thing. Oh man, he was the best wide receiver in the entire <laughs> CFL. He's going to be amazing. He's here for 4 weeks and he gets cut. It's oh, just gosh. whatever. Yeah, we got Magoo. Maybe he's going to beat out Etling. Congratulations. I, I don't care. But the <laughs> fact that we've got people actually believe in he is an MVP caliber like quarterback and we might have a competition. <laughs> like I, I just I can't handle that, man. It's it's a little too much for me. I'm with you, man. And, and this is something that I think every fan base deals with a little bit, but it, oh, it's, yeah. it's pretty bad in Green Bay. Um, I don't know, though, man. Saying someone's the MVP of the USFL is like saying somebody won a spelling bee back home in Harlan County, Kentucky. It does not mean much <laughs> at all. I promise. I was going to say the tallest midget, but I yeah. don't think I yeah, agree. You got to watch it now. We <laughs> Whew, let's take a commercial break here. <laughs> Jacob's two for two tonight. I was, I was going to say that's not the right word, but I'm not positive. It might be. I can't keep it straight anymore. I don't even know this anymore. Yeah. I just stopped saying. I always look to Mandy, and she's not in the room. I can look at Mandy and realize I shouldn't have said that. She usually lets me know, but she ain't here, obviously. Sorry. So let's do it. Let's jump into the 53. I'm going to do this. It might be a little bit of distraction, um, but I'm going to kind of cover the screen with the roster when we need it at times. Let's just start right off the bat. Quarterback, let's go around the horn here. I don't think we need to pull it up for that. We got Mr. Magoo. We've got Danny Etling. We've got uh, obviously uh, Sean Clifford, and we've got Jordan Love. I personally think it's it's really really simple. It's going to be Jordan Love and Sean Clifford um, the way it sits right now. You don't want to avoid that that rookie contract. I think they like Clifford from a stance of if you would if you were to ask all right, what's a positive about Clifford. Yes, he's got some mobility. But he was a leader of that Penn State team. Everybody that I've ever heard talk about Sean Clifford is like his teammates absolutely loved him. Ryan, do you see anything different about the quarterback room? Do you think that's how it's going to shake out? Do you think Etling, there's a chance Etling un unseats uh, Clifford and Clifford goes to the practice squad? What do you think? It's possible, but I think it's probably even more likely that Etling isn't even on the team more so than he ends up being our number two. Yeah, and, and I still haven't got an answer. You may know it. One of you guys may know it. Is Etling still practice squad eligible? Because I know they expanded that to a certain extent. I wonder if he is. I would guess yes, just because in that expansion, you've got some rules where basically veterans can go on there. Like It's a right. whole weird – I looked at it just recently where pretty much anybody can get in, but you've only got a couple of those slots available. So in my mind, almost everybody's practice squad eligible. That's what it seems like to me too. So I, I can't imagine someone would want to put Etling on their on their fifty three man roster. I could be wrong. You know, Shadid yeah. here in the chat says we're going to keep three quarterbacks. That's his opinion. What do you think, Jacob? Do you think there's a chance we keep three, or are we just going to roll with two? Uh, again? 
Yeah, I will. Um, <laughs> Ryan will be very pleased to know that I don't think that a late round guy or an undrafted UDFA <laughs> is not going to make the team. I'm sorry to disappoint you, brother, but uh, <laughs> when you look back at his highlights, which again I do, uh, it's not even that great. Um, so <laughs> that was what was funny. That one guy, who was it? Who was it that called in? It was uh, Omar, the firefighter, right? He said. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had some highlight. Looks like a couple ducks. Too. There were some dumb ducks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, I love Omar the firefighter. Oh, Keep yeah. calling in, brother. Love Omar it. is a legend. Well, that, and that um, was the other thing that I was saying about Magoo is like even the highlights that people are showing, trying to pump him up. Like, this isn't impressive. I don't know what I'm supposed <laughs> to be looking at here. It's not uh, that good. Yeah. So, you know, like we said, there Rasul's seen some wow throws in practice, but like Coda says, my friends, brothers, half cousins, pet goldfish hasn't seen any <laughs> wow throws from Magoo. So there you go. You got to trust your eyes, fellas. Let's move on to running back. I'm gonna pull it up here. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the uh, the picture here real quick. This is from the Packernet. Uh, was it what would we call it? The training camp guide. Is that right, Ryan? That sounds um, good. Yeah, yeah, sounds close enough, right? This is pretty good stuff here. I love this. Um, so running back, obviously, all we have listed here. Well, we've got we've got them all. You got Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Tyler Goodson, and then Lou Nichols the third. Um, you know what? Henry Pearson, Emmanuel Wilson, and Patrick Taylor. Obviously, Patrick Taylor carries some value, in my opinion, when it comes to uh, you know uh, pass protection, that type of thing, right? So, me personally. First of all, camp last year, they only broke camp with two. I think they're going to go Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and Lou Nichols at mm. least. That's my my personal opinion. How do you guys see the running back room? Start with you, Ryan. What do you think? I mean, I'm I'm super torn. I, I would remove Emmanuel Wilson. I mean, obviously it's possible, but I, I just see Patrick Taylor, Tyler Goodson, Lou Nichols, and just I would just say 33% across the board. I, I mean, Lou Nichols makes sense because he's the, the new young guy, um, but – Tyler Goodson and Patrick Taylor also have a very strong claim to that spot, if, assuming we're going three. And I think you could just as easily put, put Lou Nichols on the practice squad if that's what you wanted to do. So I don't have any one of those three ahead of the other in my mind. Gotcha. And when it comes to Patrick Taylor, me personally, I feel like Aaron was a big fan of Patrick Taylor because of his pass pro, right? His, his ability yeah. to block in the passing game. That may not be the case with Jordan Love. Not that Jordan – don't go out there and start a rumor that Jordan Love hates Patrick Taylor. That's not what I'm <laughs> saying. I'm just saying I, I could see them kind of – that being another one of those players that Aaron have an input, they, they kind of kept around. What do you think, Jake? Man, I think they're just going to stick with two. And they maybe really? will um, highlight – that position and maybe like an edge or something where they're more maybe like a tight end five. I don't know, man. I just, I don't see them taking three running backs into the opening season. I maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But if it was, I'd love Goodson. I just, I'm a sucker for Goodson. So. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's move on to wide receiver. <clears throat> wide receiver last year, we broke camp with seven, seven yeah. wide receivers on the roster last year. Um, now we all know that that probably, that's probably an inflated number because there were several of those that Aaron was big fans of and, and, you know, obviously wanted on the team. I think that comes into play. I'm not trying to be, you know, a smart aleck, but that I think it's just something that came into play. Um, so we've got Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and Jaden Reed listed as the starters in 11 personnel, your three wide receiver sets. After that, we got Grant DeBose, uh, Dontavian Wicks. Um, you've got Samori Torre. You got Bo Melton, you got Deuce Watts, you got Jada Kiss Bonds, you've got Malik Heath and Jeff Cotton. First, first question, Ryan. Do you do you think they break camp with seven again, or do you think it's going to be less? It'll. Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with six. I think will probably be what it is. 
Okay. Jacob? Yeah, I was just looking at what it would be. I mean, I like I said, I highlighted guys that are quote-unquote locks. Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Samari Torrey, in my opinion, Christian Watson, Dontavian Wicks. <sighs> and after that, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like a couple of guys. You, people love Grant DeBose, apparently. Um, Bo Melton, you know, obviously people are talking about Willie Keith. I just – that's one of those, another one of those things where maybe if we, um, if I go light on a different position, we're adding like six or seven wide receivers. I could see that happening, but um, I don't know. I don't know if they need it. And we'll, we're, we're going to learn a lot in the next week, whether or not they need these positions because, you know, they're yeah. going to, they're going to see it. And that's the thing too, injuries, it's, it's going to happen guys. It's not yeah. speaking it or being negative. It is what it is. You have training camp injuries every year, but let's say everybody's healthy. I think splitting the difference there, like Ryan said at six would probably be the best way to go. If that was the case, I would go Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Samori Torre, Dontavian Wicks and Grant DuBose. That would be my top six. Yeah, um, me too. So that's kind of how yeah. I see that here in the chat. We got Shadid says, uh, we'll see how Sean performs in the preseason. Talking about Sean Clifford, I'm excited about. It. Am I the only one that gets geeked out over preseason football? Because I hear people every year, Ron. Every year, people are. I mean, I hear them. Like, oh, preseason's such a waste. Let's just get the. I love it, dude. I love yeah. watching those young guys battle for a spot. Yep, I agree. Yep. No. All right. I used, to, I, used to, I used to hate preseason. I remember when I was a little kid. Um, because it just meant that the Packer football wasn't happening soon enough in my brain, my stupid little <laughs> brain. Um, but now when I look at it, it's like, this is such a great look at these guys that are literally trying to make or break their career. Like a guy that's trying to make, and Ryan talked about it. Like if you make like $3 million, that's life changing money. Yeah. You could maybe yeah. do that in one season, maybe two seasons, maybe get like a two year contract, that kind of thing. Uh, that's, really fun to watch like you guys watch it preseason or we watch preseason and people are like you know nobody cares those dudes are trying really hard okay yeah. so mm -hmm. let's just yep. watch that and just like keep 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 that in mind definitely tim in green bay says torre is one to keep an eye on gonna make the wide receiver yep. battles in camp really fun i think it's gonna be very competitive in camp i i'm, I'm really eager to see both dontavian wicks and grant dubose mainly dontavian yep. wicks because uh, Greg Cosell was real high on him. I'm really, really interested to see uh, how that plays out. Also in the chat here, we got Coda says, I feel like the spectrum of outcome for wide receiver is wider than any other position on this team. Could be elite, could be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, if you, if you erase the drops last year, right? In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. 
We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. That was that was a pretty solid receiving performance, in my opinion. But the drops, man, it just every time you look up and see that they were tied for a first, to the best of my knowledge in the NFL and drops, that was what was hurt. If you if you clean that up, then I could really really see this wide receiver room taking another step. Let's move on to tight ends. Um, first, well, Shadid in the chat says uh, we'll keep six wide receivers. That's his opinion there. So, all right, tight ends. Um, last year we carried four out of camp. This year, we're the the depth chart according to. Packer Nets, uh, the uh, training camp guide says Luke Musgrave, Tucker Kraft, Josiah DeGuara, Tyler Davis, Austin Allen, Cameron McDonald. Um, so I think they'll keep four again. I think that's kind of the goal. I don't see anybody under Tyler Davis um, that would uh, would kind of, you know, unseat anyone personally. So I think what you got is Luke Musgrave, Tucker Kraft, Josiah DeGuara, and Tyler Davis making the roster. What about you, Ryan? I think it's the same. I mean, obviously, I would rather just draw the line under Josiah DeGuara, but I'm sure they'll bring <laughs> Tyler Davis along for the ride. So that's probably what it's going to be. Yeah. Jacob? You guys know that I don't like Tyler Davis. I don't know <laughs> why that I have to. <laughs> and it pains me very much to say that, yeah, he's probably going to be the fourth. I don't know. I like <laughs> For whatever reason, they love him. Crack down blocks. I don't want to hear it. No, sift, sift, man. You got to think about it. Sift. Oh, my God. Sift block. I'm telling you, dude. Okay. It's important. It's very important. Let's move on to offensive line. <laughs> Last year, they broke camp with 10 offensive linemen. Do we see anything different this year, Ryan? Do you think they go less, they go more? I mean, you know, obviously, across the board, I think the projecting starting offensive line is David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon, uh, Yash Najman. Um, how do you see? How do you see that playing out? And is Sean Ryan going to be a factor this year, or do we just got to kind of wait and see, man? Um, I, I I wish I still had my 53 thing. I closed it without saving it, so I'm going to have to do that from scratch again to get an exact number. But, no, I think um, – I don't think it's going to be so brutal Sean Ryan gets cut, but that's one of the things I want to keep an eye on. If, if we're a couple days into this and I haven't even hardly heard his name, I'm going to start to wonder, like, is it so bad that he's going to be off this team? Um. But yeah, I think 10 is about a, a pretty reasonable number. I know it was relatively um, tackle heavy. You know, you got Bakhtiari, Zach Tom, Royce Newman is kind of a hybrid tackle. Yash is a hybrid tackle. Um, and then I think I had probably one of either Caleb Jones or Rashid Walker also probably making it. So um, a lot of versatile tackles with in t- uh, inside versatility that I think are probably going to make the team. Yeah, if we had to keep 10, I think my 10 would be – it would be Bach. Elton Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, Yash, 
Zach Tom, Royce Newman, Sean Ryan, probably Caleb Jones, and then it's yeah. going to come down to Jake Hansen and Rasheed Walker for that 10th spot. What do you think, Jacob? Do you see it any different, more than 10, so, less than I mean, 10? I'm just looking there, and I'm looking at Tenuta, and he had limited time, limited play time last uh, last year, but he performed in uh, Sean Ryan. Like I know we want to save his uh, draft pick status, but, man, like uh, I think – Ryan talked about it. The dude's not even practicing with the with with the, the with the twos. Right. Like he's just he's just not even. And again, it's like it's one of those things where you wanna you wanna force a square peg into a round hole. It's like yeah, maybe. But um, I look at other guys like you said about uh, Rashid Walker. That's a guy I love. You know what I mean? And if we're only yeah. keeping ten, I, I don't know, man. I just I don't see him maybe making this team unless Goody's like just he's my guy. I drafted him really early and I have to keep him. Yeah. And Ryan, uh, if you don't know the, if you don't know the answer, it's cool. I think it was you that was talking about on your pod a little while back. Luke Tenuta wasn't, was he drafted by Buffalo fairly high and then just cut? Is that right? Um, I can give you an answer to that. Um, okay. it looks, I think a fifth round pick by Buffalo. Yeah. And it's obvious the Packers had a fairly high grade on him because as soon as he became available, they swooped in and grabbed him. So I don't know, man, it's, uh, I do feel like exactly what Andy Herman said when he was on the pod here. Um, he, you know, he talked about. I think we have twelve offensive linemen that have been on an active roster. I mean, that's yeah. con considering we're probably only going to keep ten, right, Jacob? I mean, twelve. That that seems like it's a pretty stout roster. That's, in, that's impressive, man. I mean, that's like like you said, like uh, who's your weakest link? I guess is what we're talking about, and um, a lot of those are like, what if? You know, uh, if you get look. If you look at Caleb Jones, that dude is massive. I mean, massive. I'd love to keep him. I, I don't want the idea of losing Yash to like free agency. I don't want that to happen at all. And But it's a good predicament, a good problem to have, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Last year, um, let's go to defensive line. Last year, we broke camp with six defensive linemen. Now, I, I do think you got to take into consideration Lucas Van Ness can play on the interior on those, uh, those third downs, right? But do they do they continue to carry six? I don't know. But when it comes to defensive linemen, we've got Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, Kobe Wooden, TJ Slayton, Carl Brooks, Jonathan Ford, Jason Lawan, Chris Slayton, and Antonio. It's too small for my old eyes to Mol see. Moultrie. Moultrie? Moultrie. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Uh, he probably not going to make it, guys. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, <it doesn't> matter. <laughs> for me, if we were going to keep six, it would be Clark, Wyatt, Wooden, Slayton, Brooks, and, and it's really going to come down to Jonathan Ford and Chris Slayton. I don't know, man. Uh, Ford being a you know just a second year player, he's probably going to get the nod over Chris Slayton. But I've, I've heard good things about Ford as far as the off season. Um, could we carry five? Seeing that we got Lucas Van Ness listed as an outside linebacker, kind of that edge defender on this list here, possibly that might be a place where you can make up a roster spot if indeed you decide to carry three halfbacks. Because that's the thing, too, guys. Like, if we do break camp with three halfbacks, that, that roster spot's coming out of somewhere else, right? So what sticks out to you on defensive line, right? Well, it's just tough because, the, first of all, there's almost no experience. So as much as you're like, I don't think we need Slayton or Ford, I mean, <laughs> Van Ness, Brooks, and and Wooden are, first of all, they're rookies. Thir second of all, they're edge rushers who are practicing as defensive tackles. Like, we're trying to make them full-time interior guys. Um, Devontae Wyatt has never played a full season. Uh, Slayton kind of is just starting to ramp up into a full-time starter. And, and, you know, Kenny, obviously, as far as his production, is starting to slip. So you kind of want to just spam as many bodies in there as you can. But at the same time, it's like, 
what is Jonathan Ford actually going to give you? I mean, he's he's like a TJ right. Slayton without the ability of TJ Slayton. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't really know. I, I guess I just hope we really need to get lucky there in terms of like we need Wyatt to step up in a big way, and we need at least one of Wooden or Brooks to be somewhat of an impact player. Yeah, for sure. What do you think, Jacob? Is this is, the scheme that you're showing here on this? Is this a two four five type? Yeah, defense? this is a nickel two four five. Yeah. Okay, so in that scheme, we're talking Devontae Wyatt, Kenny Clark. So I I do have a lot of faith in TJ Slayton as Ryan. Well, no, <laughs> I love TJ Slayton. He said he's a bad player. But anyways, I, that's like my one out of. I just said he's not a pass rusher. That's all I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just giving you poop because uh, that's like the one guy out of a hundred that I talked <laughs> up. Um, but yeah, that being said, man, I mean, you look at the, um, yeah, I don't know. The, the depth there in that D line is a little scary, but it's a little encouraging. You got Jonathan Ford, like we talked about, Colby Wooden, Carl Brooks. That dude is a freak, but you don't know where the heck to play him. Like, right. where does he go? He's a, what, what, isn't he like a 300 pound edge? or whatever yeah. you want to call them. So, and then you look at our linebackers. I mean, I love Devondre. By the way, guys, another shout-out. Devondre shared Clayton's post today. Just another, you know, shout-out. is kind of cool. Um, but Rashawn Gary, they got him as an outside linebacker. I don't know if he's obviously going to start um, week one. So, in that place, it looks a little iffy when you're looking at that kind of lineup scheme there. Um, yeah. But I don't know, man. I just I, – I'm hopeful. We got eight number one draft picks on defense. Let's go. Let's try it. <laughs> yeah, and when I read my six off, I felt good about it. And then as soon as Ryan opens his mouth, I'm going, he's right, dude. We have no experience. <laughs> I need to rethink this. Maybe they carry seven. Who knows? You know, especially with having that a little bit of that versatility, like you said, uh, you know, with guys, you know, having experience playing the edge, um, that deep that, you know, that five technique, if you will, uh in college. So all right, let's move on to let's move on to edge right now. We got Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, JJ and Igbare, Lucas Van Ness. Man, that just looks good, guy. I'm sorry. I'm I'm excited about the edge room. Mm -hmm. uh, Justin Hollins, Brenton Cox Jr., Ladarius Hamilton, Jonathan Garvin, uh, Kenneth. I'm not even going to try it. And then you've got <laughs> Keyshawn Banks. Um, so as we look at it here, what do you think? Last year we broke camp with five edge defenders. If that was the case this year, I would say Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness, Kingsley, and Igbare, and then. It's going to come down to either Justin Hollins or Brenton Cox Jr. unless we carry six, right? And I know Jacob's going to be upset if we don't carry Brenton Cox Jr. But <laughs> Justin Hollins, man, they, they he carries a lot of value on this team, doesn't he, Ryan? The, the Packers love him. I mean, I, I barely even remembered him from last year. I knew we picked him up. I didn't really think much about what he did. But, yeah, he opened up OTAs as, like, the number two pass rusher and pretty much stayed there the whole time. So I was – Shocked, and, and I'm going to be real curious to see if that stays the same uh, when training camp opens. If he's still the number two, number three guy, um, then I think we 100% have to accept that he's he's officially on the roster. Yeah, Jacob, I know you're going to say let's cut Rashawn Gary and keep Brenton Cox Jr. What do you think, man? <laughs> who, are, who are the six, seven? What are you thinking here, man? Obviously, I'm going to have to go against my guy, Mr. Garvin. Like, <laughs> um, what are you doing there, bud? Um you know, like you said, you look at the if, – if we keep five, I'm looking at – and I still like Ladaris Hamilton and Kenneth Okamowanu. Is that what I – is that a is that a decent pronunciation there? What the hell's going on out here? 
Come on, man. We we know you butchered that name, dude. We know you butchered that. Name. I think that was good, dude. I think I did it good. Um, but like I said, um, I think that we have him on some sort of um, one year deal or something like that, where we can have him on the roster, or not have him on the roster, kind of thing. Um, I really just want to see what these new. You know, I, I'm looking at a lot of these guys, like, um, like basically Van Ness. I mean, if he is that good, then we don't have to worry about these backup guys, right? So, like, if Brenton Cost Jr. makes the team, but he makes it like, and he makes five plays a game, cool, that's great. You know, if yeah. Garvin makes the team, good for you, man, that's great. If 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 Kingsley is what we thought he was as a fifth round draft pick then great. Like we don't have to worry about these fourth or fifth round guys or these fourth or fifth round position guys. Um, but I guess it all just balances on whether or not Gary's healthy. And if Preston is, you know, Preston and a good year. And uh, I guess we just have to go from there, man. I'm, I'm, I'm very hopeful though. Like if Gary doesn't start this year, it's like, I'm not that worried because we have a lot of freakish talent behind him. Not yep. sure talent, but some potential talent. Definitely. And, and, you know, immediately when I think of, okay, the edge room is, is pretty stacked, right? It's pretty deep, I should say. Um, I immediately think, well, you know, in this, in this quarter's, you know, wide look that we're, that we're running on defense, the most important aspect is interior defensive line. And then it's just like a light bulb, Devontae White. I am jacked for Devontae White. Dude. I think he's <laughs> I think he is primed for a breakout year. I'm excited about that. And the other thing that just came to mind, Ryan, there's a good chance. I think I think probably at least a 60 or 70 percent chance for Sean Gary starts the season on the pup list. So there's your Brenton Cox Jr. Right? Probably going to happen. So, um, I, I yeah, I, I don't see them keeping Hamilton or Garvin over Brenton Cox Jr. If indeed he is living up to the the level of football player that everyone has said he is, you know, is. Uh, was Almost and is everyone. since high school, right? Um, I mean, t- the dude, <laughs> if he could, I mean, he stayed out of jail so far, right? We're good, right? And honestly, if he could sack the quarterback, I think I speak for everyone when I say this. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell you, right, let me tell you <laughs> we don't care. Jerry- <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm not making light of anything he did. It's just, it's funny that, you know, the heathens that me and Jacob are, we immediately went and said, what did he get arrested for? And they said weed. And me and Jacob were like, oh, it's just weed. Right. Anyway, come on, it's just <laughs> Cheech over there. Anyway, inside Jeez. linebacker, we got Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell, Isaiah McDuffie, uh, Eric Wilson, and then we got old Jimmy Phillips Jr. and Tariq Carpenter. Um, last year we broke camp with only four inside linebackers. Kind of crowded now with Tariq coming over from safety. What do you think, Ryan? We carry him four, we carry him five. Anything uh, to me, and I could be way off, but this is probably one of the easiest position groups. I think it's four, and I think it's Quay, Campbell, McDuffie, and Wilson. Yeah. So, so Tariq gets cut, right? Yeah, I, I don't see a spot for Tariq. I just don't. I don't either. I wish, I wish we could. I just don't see it. I can't believe I'm about to say what I'm about to say, especially with the safety room stacked as, as it is. <laughs> yeah. As full as it is. Let's just say that. I don't know yeah, about like, How can we be so bad at safety, you know, last year? <laughs> yeah. We've seen it with our own eyes. PFF confirmed it, all that. But then look up and go, man, it's going to be hard to pick these guys. <laughs> yeah. I think if you move them back to safety, there's a chance he could win just because they're so uh, bad at safety. Yeah. But. yeah. Do you see inside linebacker the same way, Jacob? Yeah, I mean, it's just – it is what it is, man. I, I, 
Isaiah McDuffie. I mean, like I've loved that guy again, a late round guy. I freaking love everybody knows that I'm a sucker for those kind of guys, but I, I love Tariq Carpenter. The guy had draft. Didn't he get drafted with like a Green Bay Packers shirt on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, there was a, well, there was a picture of him as a kid wearing a <sighs> Packers shirt. So like, yeah, obviously I don't want to have to cut that guy. Right. right I That's, agree. It's just hate. Really the only reason I like. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, dude. <laughs> Oh, it's, I, it's never a good sign either when you're drafted at one position and they move you to it's, you know what I mean? It's just, right. Yes. It, yep. The versatility should be a positive, but it just seems like in the past, that's not been the case in no. green Bay, at least for those bottom of the roster uh, guys, for sure. We got uh Tim in the house says uh, Quay um, Quay. I think Quay's going to have a great year too. Watching the tape, man, he was up and down. I did uh Ryan, I don't know if you heard it or not, but I did a, a opener's uh, seven-play saturation of the Rams game. And Quay Quay whiffed on one play, but there was another play where he sold off the B-gap. And I'm just like, you see it on tape. You can see it oh, on tape. Yeah. If, he gets, if he can get around the mental mistakes, this dude, he could be a monster. He really could. Quay, um, Quay is a lot like Wyatt where when you see it, it's – it's a jaw dropper, you know, like when, when he makes a play, it's like, holy crap, this guy's talented. It's just a matter of like, we need that more consistently. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, all right. On to the cornerback room. We've got Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, Carrington Valentine, Eric Stokes. Love seeing that Kentucky guy up there in that, in that number three spot, man. Come on. Or four, I guess you could say the dime back. Um, then you got Keandre Thomas, Corey Valentine, and you've got Terrell Ford. Now we all know there's a good chance that Eric Stokes starts on the pup list. Last year we broke camp with only five corners. If that was the case, my five would be Jair Alexander, Russell Douglas, Carrington Valentine, Eric St- – or not Eric Stokes, but probably – man, that gets slim. If Eric you Stokes know, starts right? on pup, if it starts on pup, I wouldn't be surprised if they only carried four corners until Stokes was healthy. What do you think, Ryan? Am I being crazy with that? Well, yeah, we got to get our slot guys in there too, Keyshawn, Shamar. Oh, I didn't um, see it up top. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was I was looking at it. I'm like, they don't have him on here, but it's way up by the safeties. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, corner's pretty tough. I mean, Jair, Razul, Keyshawn, and Stokes, depending on his health, are kind of locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I, I kind of feel like it's wide open. I want to put Shamar in there, but I just – I yeah. and that's the other thing. It's tough because, you know, Keyshawn is a slot guy. Razul can be in case of injury, so we kind of already have two. So I don't know that we have to put Shamar in there if, if we like somebody else. So I I don't know. There's, there's the top four, and then after that, they're just going to have to duke it out. Yeah, that is tough. You're right. Jair, let's see it again. Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, Keyshawn Nixon. If Stokes starts on Pup, you'll probably go Carrington Valentine. And, yeah, I mean, it, it would come down to Shamar, Shamar Gene Charles, right? I mean, if he – Yeah, I think so. Will he be the will he be the fifth cornerback kept, or will they only roll with four? I don't know, Jacob. I, I couldn't tell you the last time any team ran with, with roll with just four corners breaking camp. Right. But right. then again, last year I was surprised they only broke camp with two running backs. You know, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, yeah, Locks, Jair, obviously, uh, Razul, Stokes if he's healthy – got to go Keyshawn. They're paying him. They're going to make him. I, I'd love to see him again, just a random – Maybe get him on offense. Maybe do some crazy stuff like that. Uh, that being said, maybe, yeah, Ballantyne, Kendra Thomas is maybe a undercover guy. Shamar has yeah. been for a long time, but it's just like Ryan talks about. He just he hasn't done anything, so it's like you know, he's thrown into that position. We don't know what he what he's worth, but um, at this point, I would say probably yeah, Keyshawn Jair, Rasul, Eric Stokes, and maybe one of the new rookies or one of the 
old vets, mm. I'd say. Yeah, gotcha. Shadid in the chat says, let's keep five corners. That's <laughs> yeah, probably going to happen. Probably going to happen. I, I, yeah. I would think, just to say it one more time, Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, Keyshawn Nixon, Shamar Jean Charles, and Carrington Ballantyne will be my five with Stokes starting yeah. on the pub. That's probably most likely. Now, Stokes may come out and be ready to roll. We've seen that uh, that video of him sprinting. I mean, he – with no, with no pads, no contact. He looked good, right? I mean, look looked healthy. So, uh, for what it's worth, so does Uncle Bill with no pads and no contact. <laughs> um, all right, safety. Here's the, uh, oh. the strongest position on the team here. <laughs> Rudy Ford, Darnell Savage, Jonathan Owens, Tarverius Moore, Dallin Levitt, Anthony Johnson Jr., Benny Sapp III, and Enos Gaines. A- again, y'all are going to laugh. We broke camp last year with five. But this is tough. This is really, really tough. I'm hearing great things about Anthony Johnson Jr. People yeah. that I trust in the draft community was excited about that draft pick. He's he's got experience playing that top down safety in a quarters coverage with those, you know, uh match man principles. Um I don't know, man. I, I would if I'm if I'm keeping five, I'm going forward savage. I'm probably gonna go Anthony Johnson Jr. Yep. Dallin Levitt, and it's going to come down to Jonathan Owens and Tarverius Moore. The question is, do you want speed and quickness in Tarverius Moore, or do you want a better tackler in Jonathan Owens? Man, it's tough, Ryan. It's so silly, but isn't it hard to come up with five right there? Yeah, I mean, if you said pick four, it's almost a lock in my mind, the four that you listed. I mean, it's just Rudy Ford, Darnell Savage, Anthony Johnson, and Dallin Levitt. Um, you could maybe question Anthony Johnson, but like you said, I mean, that's – I mean, th- there are people who are like that. That was the Packers' best pick of the entire draft was Anthony Johnson. He's he's a plug and play starter type of guy, and we know um, Gutekunst's track record with draft picks. You know, making the fifty three and whatnot. Uh, and Dallin Levitt, I mean, that that dude's about as big of a lock as as you can get. I think he is like the leader of our special teams. Um, so yeah, then it then it just kind of comes down to the rest. But I, I don't know that I care honestly, just because you know Ennis Gaines, I don't think has really done much. And Jonathan Owens and Tavares Moore, you know, I mean, you never know. Once in a while, we go out and, and poach a guy from from another team, and he ends up being a star. Um, yeah. But I don't know what just happened to my computer. If you can still hear me, <laughs> yeah, we uh, know. all right. Um, they, they just were bad at football, so I, I just don't really expect much from them. So we got our top four, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think that's that's very well said, Jacob. What do you think, man? Um, so did I just hear Ryan Wright that he is promoting a seventh round pick? Did I just hear that? Oh my! Oh, okay. I, well, all right. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm buying <laughs> it a little bit more. I, I, Gutekunst likes to keep these guys on the roster. That doesn't mean he's going to be great. But when you look at how bad our safeties are, we, we, I, I'm, I'm buying the hype a little bit. No, I heard what I heard. I heard what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd go forward, Savage, uh, Levitt, probably because of the special teams play, and then yeah, yeah. Anthony Johnson Jr. And if you do a five, you know, maybe one of the guys miss uh miss Simone Biles or whatever, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Definitely, definitely a good trade-off there. Um <laughs> Andy Herman, you know, like he pointed out, Dallin Levitt, of all the safeties they brung back, he has the most guaranteed money. As silly as that sounds, Oof. it does it does that say something, true. right? Um, yeah. you know, not that they couldn't afford to lose that guaranteed money if they cut him, but it just kind of shows they put a little more value in him because of that special team skill for sure. And, and, and he's connected to Rich, right? Yes, big time. Yeah, okay. yeah, big time. Um, so then the only thing left, kicker, obviously it's Anders Carlson. You got Pat O'Donnell at no. Carlson, and you got Matthew Orzik <laughs> at long snapper. What would you say? No, I got a dark horse. 
<laughs> right, right. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna start training, bro. It's gonna be yeah, good. No. I trust me. I met this guy down at Quick Trip, and I'm telling you, he's got a shot, he's got a shot to come into camp for sure. Um, yeah. So there you go, guys. That's kind of how it shakes out. That's way. That's the way we see it. Um, it's fun to to kind of look at this full roster, you know, before camp, obviously, and uh, and kind of get an idea of what we're looking at. Man, I'm I'm just so excited to see Jordan Love throwing at the net, and uh, I'm really jacked for that first preseason game, man. I'm a nut for that stuff. But uh, got Daniel in the chat say, Clayton, you've been kicking butt lately, man. When you first hopped on, you sound like a dumb redneck. You still do. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. I've been listening a lot more lately and they're really good. Appreciate that, Daniel. Thank you so much. <laughs> the, uh, I got, I got a uh, third grade English teacher in here trying to help me out with that. So we'll get better as time goes on. Um, what, let me ask this as we get ready to wrap up, Ron, I appreciate you hopping on, dude. I know you're doing 32 <laughs> podcasts a day. Um, what, what is the number one thing? I think I know the answer, but it's okay. I still want to ask this question to you and Jacob going into camp. What's the first thing that comes to mind? What are you most looking forward to as far as a storyline, maybe how something's going to develop? Kind of what, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Man? Well, most important is obviously Jordan Love. Um, and and I, I will say that usually the 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 diatribe about, you know, it's, it's training camp. We shouldn't read too much into it. I want good news from Jordan Love. I understand, like, it's it's not the, the end of the world, but I feel like, We've been doing that routine a lot. Like, okay, it wasn't great, but it's training camp. Okay, it wasn't great, but it was the Chiefs game. Okay, it wasn't great, but he, it was only... I just want to hear he dominates. Just just <laughs> one time, I just want to hear, like, he's really freaking good. Because even, even in the last preseason, like, he's he's never really had a good pre... I mean, he's had some good games, but you look at the last two full years, hasn't been that great. So I want him to come in, and I want him to have a great preseason, and I want him to have a great training camp. And if he doesn't, that doesn't mean he's going to be bad, but I'm just going to start to be a little bit worried because it's like it's constantly well it was an up and down camp from from jordan love today some good some bad i just want a good day like one solid group of days put together where it's like this guy's freaking amazing i just i kind of just need that at this point yeah i think it's very well said man it, it would it would put a lot of people at ease It'd be a lot of excitement created um yeah i'm just uh i don't know man it's uh, it's gonna be fun getting those camp updates. That's for sure. Jacob, oh, what's yeah, the first thing come to mind for you, bro? No, like Ryan said, um, I'd like I'd like to see that Jordan Love is like he like he said, just he's he's throwing all the throws, he's getting all the highlights. But in, more importantly than that, I want our defense to be crazy good like this year because take that pressure off of Jordan. Like, yeah. don't make him feel like he has to do what he did in his last year at uh, was it Nevada where he just felt like he had to throw the ball everywhere just to make a play. You know what I mean? And we saw what that happened. It wasn't necessarily his greatest year when he has people in place, when he has a, a, a coaching scheme in place, the dude can absolutely connect on a crazy level. Maybe I don't want to say an Aaron uh, Rogers level, but a very high pro level. So let's see if that can happen. Let's give the defense a chance to give this guy a chance to actually do what he does maybe do the running game a little bit more. I know Ryan talked about how the running game is kind of a little bit more obsolete nowadays, but if we can use that running game to set up that play action pass, to set up the passing game, great, let's go. Like we got these new tight ends. We got these new wide receivers. This could be either a feast or famine type season, and I'm excited just to watch it. So, uh, Very well said, man. Um, for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat here. I'm going to pick one on offense and one on defense. <laughs> um, first of all, defense, Devontae Wyatt. I, I want to yeah. hear – 
I want to, I want to just hear about him dominating. I want him to, to push Kenny Clark for that number one interior defensive lineman yeah. spot. I want Kenny to have that, that running, that running mate, right? That guy next to him in the trenches that he hasn't had since Mike Daniels when Mike Daniels was good, right? Um, that's what I really want to see happen there. Um, and then on offense, it's Jaden Reed for me, man. I don't know. Watching that 2021 tape, I think we could really have something there. Now, he may come out and flop. That, that could be the case, and we may see that, hey, look, it's going to take a year or two under his belt before he maximizes his potential. But I want to see him. I want to hear about him in camp. And also, I, I just want to hear about him punt returning because I'm telling you, man, some of the punt returns I watched that dude make, wow. And it's going to be it's going to be great for Keyshawn Nixon. You know, if he's returning kicks and Jaden Reed returns punts, we know I think Keyshawn had like a 66 punt return grade, right? Wasn't, wasn't great at that. Yeah, it wasn't the best. Awesome. But if he's going to be playing that slot, right, Ryan, you don't you definitely don't want him having to play because we know we're in nickel the large majority of the time. He's out there for, you know, whatever, a, a five, six, seven, you know, play drive. We get a stop. Now he's got to return a punt. That's going to be a little bit – a little less effective seeing that last year he didn't have to do that all year long playing defense and jumping back over. I know if you asked him, he would be all about it, right? He's just that type of guy. But I would like to see Jaden Reed back there. And then, of course, when the offense has got the ball, um, you know, Keyshawn's got that kind of that breather, that break. And I just want to see him returning kicks. I, I think I think Goody did a great job with this draft class. I really do. I'm I'm excited yeah. to kind of see how everything's gonna unfold. So uh yeah, that's uh that's pretty much it, guys. Uh any parting thoughts, Ryan? Anything else? No, I just as you were talking, it's like, man, there, there's so many names you could go through. You know, I mean Jordan Love was off the top, but it's like you mentioned Reed, and it's like, oh, I should have said Reed, and then you said Wyatt. I'm like, I should have said Wyatt, and it's like, oh crap, I should have said Musgrave. <laughs> like there's so many guys. Like, I'm just I like you said, I'm just excited to get the updates and uh, start hearing some good news. Yeah, and another one for me is Devondre Campbell. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he, he kind of recently let the cat out of the bag that he was playing hurt all year long last year, basically. Right. Yeah, right. So you're going to get 100 percent healthy Devondre Campbell. The dude still I think he ended up with like a 74 PFF grade or something. Right. Still was a good a good linebacker, even playing hurt. I, I want to see him jump back into that elite range. Right. Jump up there in the 80s would be absolutely awesome. But what do you think, Jacob? Parting thoughts, man. Yeah. If you just think about it, the fact if we if Quay takes a step, if if, if uh, Devondre does what he does, you know, imagine having a Packers defense with two dominant linebackers. When has that happened? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Not in my lifetime. I've been around since 1987. Can't remember that. So that would be unbelievable if we could have yep. uh, the defense take that step. So that's that's that gets me excited. What I noticed about Quay too on this final five game saturation, going through the tape, the All 22, um, him mugging that B gap playing that four eye and then dropping into coverage. Yeah. Um, it just shows you how he got comfortable. And we've seen the coverage grade with PFF. I think the dude's excellent in coverage. Like it mm-hmm. was like week three or four. I know I got made fun of for it, but the safety play was so bad. I was looking up going, I wonder if Quay could play safety. Like <laughs> he was so good in pass coverage. He really was. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see him grow on that too. Mug that B gap, all that stuff. So uh, appreciate everybody in the chat. We're going to wrap this thing up. Appreciate Tim and Green Bay, Shadid, all you guys. Uh, you, you showed up strong, Daniel. I really appreciate the kind words, man. That means that means the world to me. Uh, I joke about it because I don't know how to take compliments. I'm I'm half crazy when it comes to that stuff. I ain't got no sense. Coda, everybody, too many to, to mention. I probably shouldn't name off any, but we really appreciate everybody hanging out with us. It's always a blast. Training camp's here, dude. We got, I guess, the shareholders meeting tomorrow at 11 a.m. Tim's going to be in the house. We'll try to get an update from him. Tuesday, if everything goes good, we're going to have – 
Um, I hope I don't butcher his name. I'm a big fan. I love his YouTube channel. I just haven't heard him say his name much. But Alexander Bozorowski, I think is how you say it. Um, huge YouTube follower. coming? Yeah, yeah. He'll be on hey. Tuesday. Yeah, Let's he's go, uh, dude. really that's, excited. That's I, awesome. I just love his spirit, dude. That dude is he yeah, he's is, a good dude. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. To, I'm, I'm, awesome. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a guest on the show. I'm going to try to shut up and pick his brain because <laughs> man, he, he launched that YouTube channel, if I understood correctly, when he was in high school. And he just kept plugging away at it. And it's just it's so cool to see someone do something for so long and stay the same exact person. I almost want to tell Ryan to earmuff it because it, the same thing goes with him. Like he is, you are the same person from the, from day one when I heard you on the first podcast, I either hate your take or I love it, but I'm always coming back to listen to the next the way it is. So, all right, we're going to get out of here guys. Thank y'all so much for your time. For those of you listening on the pod, Really appreciate you uh, making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. And go Pack Go. He's set for Heineke on third down. Four-man rush. Heineke hit as he throws. It is ripped away from Andre Campbell. And he's got plenty of green grass in front of him. Devondre Campbell picks six Green Bay. Back to the pick. Yeah, everybody's covered. J.D. McKissick, there's Devondre Campbell. Watch him play this. It, it's going to be a little in and out. You're going to press inside like you're crossing, bounce out, reads it well, eyes on the quarterback. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. Not just J.D. McKissick. Everybody was covered up in the play. We talked about...